Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and Zeke. All right, welcome back. I am Isaac. We're here with episode six, and we've got Mr. Ben Carnes. Ben, what are we covering today? We want to make sure that we've got the right mindset going into competition. You know, we've all grown up hearing things like whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. And while a lot of those quotes came from experienced coaches who knew exactly what they were talking about, you know, a lot of them made their way also onto those motivational cheesy posters that sometimes you have hanging up in your elementary school class. And I think sometimes we, we forget about the truth behind those. And there've been studies done on everything from like shooting free throws to throwing darts, lifting weights or running a certain distance. And they all show that having positive expectations going into an event lead to increased results and that negative expectations are going to lead to decreased results. And really that's because what's going on in our mind is directly linked to our central nervous system or our CNS. And when we're doubtful about our ability to perform, we go into defensive mode a little bit and you can't perform at your best. One of the things that our our weightlifting coach, Tavio Henson, talks about is when you use the wrong form when you're squatting and you start to bend over, that basically your central nervous system sends a panic mode alarm and muscles in your back and muscles in your legs will basically tighten up and not let you perform at full capacity because they are sensing sensing that this is a dangerous move that you could be throwing out your back, things like that. So... The same is true when we're going into an event and we don't think that we're going to be able to do it or we don't think we have what it takes. Um, Our muscles aren't going to perform at max capacity. We're not going to be at our best. Let's get into the champion's mindset. What does that look like? How do we how do we get to that point? So at, at some point, no matter what sport you're talking about or what activity you're talking about, it's going to come down to who wants it more and the pieces there that we can improve are expectation, determination, and perseverance. So expectation is heading into that sales meeting knowing, hey, I got this, or heading into that championship game expecting that you are going to be successful because that's going to help us play at our best. Um, Next is determination. So when you don't make that sale, you're going to keep going. You're going to move right on to the next one. When you miss that free throw or you throw that incomplete pass, you're going to keep going no matter what because you're determined and you're not going to quit. And then the last piece is perseverance. In the business world, maybe that's you had you had just a terrible quarter and you didn't meet any of your goals. Maybe that's on the football field or the baseball diamond. Your team just got beat or you've lost three in a row. Perseverance is that willingness to keep on going. So with the expectation, we we kind of already talked about the science behind shooting free throws. People that went into that activity expecting to be successful were more successful when they had kind of that positive priming and the positive expectations leading up to it than when those same people shot the same free throws with what we would call like the negative priming or having those negative expectations. And so the second piece, determination, a part of that is controlling the controllables, not worrying about whether the other team's record, how good your opponent is, what the score is, 
how well your teammates are playing or even if your coach yells at you. You can't control any of that stuff. Now, you can control your effort, your body language, your enthusiasm, your intensity, your focus, deciding that you will not quit. That's that determination piece that a, that a champion is going to have. And then the perseverance, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. You're not always going to be successful. You're not always going to win. And in fact, sometimes that's a good thing. In 2016, our football team lost two games early in the season by a combined two points. We thought we were practicing with enough intensity. We thought we were playing hard enough. But those two losses showed us where we had room for improvement And so we learned from that and we we said, all right, we're going to have to practice a little bit better. How can we do that? How can we get just a little bit of an edge with our sleep and nutrition? How can we put in just a little more time or be a little bit more efficient with our time in the film room? How can we be a little bit more focused in the game? And to be honest, I mean, we had guys that would stay after practice and they just put in work until they couldn't get it wrong. And that's what that perseverance pieces you're going to keep going you're going to keep fighting no matter what all right that's some great stuff about the champion's mindset uh, having the expectation that you are going to succeed uh, followed with a determination to keep fighting when things get tough because they are absolutely going to and then the perseverance to keep fighting when you do experience failure because like we just said you're going to have that um, so how about uh, motivation ben so the the first part that we always start with is why do you play and just ask ask the athlete to think about that because Simon Sinek said everyone needs a why, a purpose, a cause, or a belief that gets them out of bed. And so a lot of times we know what we do. I, I play football or I play basketball or baseball. Um, and, and we know how we do it. We put in time. We practice skills. We practice techniques. We we have scrimmages. We play. We know how to play the game. But a lot of times we forget about or we don't focus on that why piece. You know, maybe it was you fell in love with the game as a kid. Or maybe you just, you love how it makes you feel. And physically, you love just the competition and pushing your body and knowing that that you're in control and you can demand a little bit more out of yourself. That Maybe it's the team piece. You just love competing with your brothers or you just love having those teammates that you build those close relationships with. And so the, the first thing that we'll have athletes do when we're talking with them about motivation is make a list of the reasons why you play. Is there a right or wrong answer with that, Ben, or can it just be anything? No, I mean, it's, it's going to be different for everybody. And so for each person, just having them come up with a list, here's the reasons why I play, and then a short phrase or a few words to just remind themselves of that. And then just posting it somewhere that they're going to see it, memorize it, repeat it, believe it. It, it just helps you have a purpose or a cause or a belief for why you play when things start to get tough or difficult or uncomfortable. All right, so once you have your why, what's what's the next step? What do we do? So the next step is just goal setting. And I mean, you, you've done goal setting at some point before, right? Correct. Everybody has. But I, I think the, the important piece with that is, do the kids know why they're setting a goal? Because that's how they're really going to get the most out of it. So I listened to Dr. Stephen Curtis, who's a neuropsychologist, 
in Bloomington at Indiana University. Um, in 2017, he talked about the power of encouragement. And he was talking about the, the part of your brain, the lateral prefrontal cortex. And he said it evaluates everyday behavioral options with input from emotions first and cognitions second. Basically, it, it wants to run on habit. It wants to do what's easy. It wants to do what's safe. It wants to do what's not harmful. And the frontopolar cortex, another part of your brain, doesn't light up until we can recognize or imagine this really large benefit and say, oh my goodness, that, that could happen for me. Um, that part of your brain allows us to imagine a large goal and then to effectively pursue it. But you have to have a big, large, meaningful goal to light up this area of the brain because it has to justify the risk, the new behaviors, etc. because there's, there's this new large benefit that's going to come with it. And although we have the frontal polar cortex that can help us create these large life goals and then go and achieve them, they're very vulnerable. Um, and in times of fear, the lower brain starts to create resistance, emotion, and fears can shut down the frontal part of the brain, um, even with just moderate fear, and so that we no longer have the ability to think clearly. And so Dr. Curtis said that this part of the brain has to be reignited over and over and over with this big vision multiple times per day. And that's exactly what the goal setting does. Um, Harvard published something that said it's important for their students to set goals because it increases motivation, achievement, and clarity of action. It decreases anxiety, disappointment, and frustration. And then it helps turn vision into reality. So we, we've got these athletes who they know why they play. And now we can say, look, if, if, you, wanna, if you really put in the time and you really put in the work, Here's what you could achieve. It's going to increase their motivation and the achievement and the clarity of action so they know what they need to do, how they need to do it, and things like that. And so what we ask our athletes is just, where are you at right now? Where are you going? That's kind of the long term. Um, how are you going to get there? That would be the, the shorter term goals. And then come up with an action plan. You can check out uh, mentaltrainingplan.com slash podcast go to the motivation and mindset section. And we have the worksheet that we give them that basically helps them set these goals. And so there's got to be the big vision because we need that frontopolar cortex to light up so that the lateral prefrontal cortex can justify this new behavior that's maybe uncomfortable or that's risky or that we might fail or we not, might not have what it takes and it's important that we have benchmarks along the way so that we can see, hey, we, we can do this. We, we are going to be able to achieve great things and to celebrate that success. And then the next part is just we got to get to work. So goal setting is great, but really we got to make sure that we have an action plan and then we got to get to work and then we got to follow through and we got to remind ourselves multiple times per day. Put a reminder on your phone. Put a reminder on your mirror put a reminder in your locker and just keep reigniting that part of your brain so that you can go and achieve these great things. So with motivation, we have our why, we have our goal setting. Uh, we've put all these together. What's the next step then with that, Ben? I don't know. I don't know that it's the next step, but I, I do want to talk about it next. Um, just a, another tool that's available 
is the power of music. So in 2012, there was a there was an article published in the Review of Sport and Exercise Psychology that basically documented the power that music has, that it can increase our focus, that it can increase our mood, it can improve our emotions, it can improve our athletic and physical performance, it can improve exertion, which is basically how hard can you go over a period of time and improve energy efficiency. So just being able to do more physically. And we know that there's there's that same power with, with video, whether that's YouTube, whether that's your own highlight videos that you make, whether that's stuff that you find on social media, whether that's motivational speakers, um, people that can help you get hyped up, just individuals um, that, that will help give you what you need, kind of that motivation to keep on going. There are all kinds of resources out there, and I would encourage you to just step out and find some of those. I and mean, it's, it's pretty easy to do on social media and to do even on the internet. Again, if you check out the website, we've got a couple suggestions of a, a place that you could start. But really just then, let's have a plan. Let's use music to help us. Let's have a purpose of the playlist. Um, or let's make sure that we're listening to this before bed or before practice or in the morning to get us amped up or hyped up. Um, so that, that's really, again, just want to touch on the importance of media. I think we've all been there. We all can relate to, to the power of music. Uh, I know nothing about music, uh, but I know that it has an impact on me and how I'm acting throughout the day. Or like you said, you're going to do a workout, listen to the music that'll keep you to push through, to keep working harder or to calm you down. So I think the media is a big point. Go to mentaltrainingplan.com slash podcast for resources on motivation and mindset uh, from today's episode. Some really, really good stuff. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about optimistic perfection and uh, striving for perfection but dealing with failures because we're not always going to be perfect. It's not always the case. So how do we handle that and keep striving for perfection? And in the meantime, make your plan and put it to work.